Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in here today live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Day's here alongside Aaron McIntyre and Todd Erzin. Are you going to wear a Chiefs thing like every day this week? If so, respect. For the rest of my life. I like that even more. Even more. Especially if they lose. Then you should absolutely do it. Just out of spite. If they win, I'll wear it on Monday. If they lose. Every day. That's the rest. I'm done. That's, ladies and gentlemen, I present the dude code. There it is. Sometimes there's no other reason other than pure spite. Just pure spite. Respect, right? Indeed. Uh, we have a lot going on here on the show here today. I'll just take your silence as consent. A lot of that going around these days. <laughs> that was not respect what was going through Todd's mind. <laughs> I have thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure that you do, indeed. All right, um, a lot going on here on the program today. Before we get into it, though, I uh, want to remind you about our brand new partners here on the show. Uh, first, out of the gate, brand new partner for 2023 is Constitution Wealth. We're going to get these guys on the show here soon because they are fiery. They know their stuff. Uh, these guys are also financially successful. They want to take you and make you more so and take those of you that are already financially successful and now make you financially responsible. Help you line up your portfolio with the uh, the right kingdom here. Uh, get on the right side of history, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, you don't have to make decisions anymore, a false choice anymore between financial success and your soul. Uh, they will align your values with your yields and ROIs at constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Schedule a free consultation today. I had a chance to meet with these guys before we broke for Christmas break late last year. Really enjoyed getting to know them, talking to them. Again, fired up, passionate, excellent, pull no punches, excellent fit for this show. They know their stuff. Constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Schedule a free consultation today. If nothing else, you'll get a little smarter constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. All right, coming up on the show today, it is a typical Wednesday, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will join us. This is the last time he and I will speak on the show before rise of the Fourth Reich, confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial. The book to my right before it releases on Tuesday for Valentine's Day. See, we even made, we even made the book cover for you read. For Valentine's Day, we even brought some red for the book cover for Valentine's Day. It'll look very festive, seasonal. Eventually, you'll see it on the screen. (laughs) It's over there like rowing the boat. All right, there it is. We've got red on the cover. We figured, you know, just the season, right? And who doesn't love a good Valentine's Day noose? Indeed. Well... We should probably let that one go. Okay. Anyway, you, back back to the traditional usage of nooses in a justice sense. Okay. Not in a Lindsey Graham one. All right. But we made it red. <laughs> Moving on, but not really. <laughs> Where was I? We made it red for Valentine's Day. So there you go. Rise of the Fourth Reich comes out on Tuesday, Valentine's Day. And next week... We're going to announce an opportunity how you can use your support of the book to win an, to win a chance to be my special guest at the premiere for Nefarious the Film. 
That's something. Yeah. Are so, Todd and I eligible? No. Oh. Uh, employees are not eligible. No, no. But uh, so your chance to be my VIP guest. Uh, you, you can sit right next to me if you're that desperate. Uh, my VIP guest, or at least adjacent, sit adjacent uh, at the premiere for Nefarious coming up here at some time this spring. I mean, I kind of know when it is, but I just can't tell you yet. But uh, so we'll, we'll tell you next week how you can do that. And if uh, as you're supporting Rise of the Fourth Reich, we are nearly in terms of pre-sales. We're nearly at the, the number of books sold that traditionally get you on the New York Times bestseller list in your first week. We're close just in pre-sales alone. Wouldn't you love to have to see the New York Times now? It'd be better for me if they didn't, frankly, right? Because one sure way to get on Tucker and all these shows is what? what what's the number one story that everybody in, in our business loves? Because it's what the consumers love more than everything else, right? That you're, you're seeing it on Capitol Hill today. Yoel Roth, one of the people that uh, Elon Musk fired at Twitter, is, is lamenting on, on Capitol Hill that libs of TikTok is still on Twitter. And Marjorie Taylor Greene blasts him to his face and says, I'm glad Elon Musk fired you all because I'm a sitting member of Congress and you took my Twitter account away from me, right? I mean, we love a good martyr story. And hey, according to our worldview, Martyr stories are a pretty good sale. Uh, they, they have a past. They have a, they have a history of being highly successful in our worldview's line of work, okay? So it'd be better for us if, we, if BookScan showed we clearly eclipsed what is typical to make a debut on the New York Times bestseller list, and then they wouldn't put us on there. That'd be better for our business because it'd be even more publicity, right? On the other hand, wouldn't you love to force the New York Times to have to, to publish the words, rise of the Fourth Reich, <laughs> confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial so this never happens again? Wouldn't you love to force them through gritted teeth, jittery fingers, bitter countenances to have to hit send on that? It's the little things. When your culture's falling apart and you're in the midst of a Romans 1 judgment, Todd, don't judge me, all right? You take what you can get. It is the little things. You take the little wins at this point when the foundations are being destroyed in your midst, and I'm damn well going to take that one. Barnes and Noble employees stroking out as they have to put the book out on the New York Times shelf. They're they're, they're even, what, what is this? Okay, why are we putting this with this title on our shelves? So it comes out on Tuesday. You can pre-order it now. And we will be announcing a special opportunity next week for you to be my special guest at the upcoming premiere of the movie version of Nefarious. So stay tuned for that. So we'll get to Daniel later in the show. Buy, sell, or hold here at the bottom of the hour. But let's get going as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by We're Really Doing This Again. The border wall had been constructed around the Capitol. The dementia shuffle to the limo was over with. The first lady and second gentleman had smooched on the lips, and it was time for the bright lights to come on for last night's State of the Union address. More timber has been burned, as I've observed from helicopters, than the entire state of Missouri. Joe Biden is an amazing storyteller. Chuck Schumer, another... uh, you know, another term is Senate Minority Leader. Uh, you know, I think you uh, 
Only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader, and you're the majority leader. Autocracy's grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashton, my children. I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed <laughs> and beyond that. We're going to need it. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. <laughs> That means Congress doesn't vote. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee started off a little slow, but had a great rebuttal overall, touching on a number of actually relevant issues. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is. Your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. His administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Moving on, the latest VAERS data, that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, shows nearly 17,000 deaths attributed to the COVID jabs. As Daniel Horowitz points out, if that data is underreported by a factor of 26 as it is for other jabs, that would mean as many as 434,642 people have lost their lives as a result of the poisonous jabs just in this country. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis unloaded on the green mob yesterday. And I think what they want to be able to do is they ultimately want to control the amount of energy you consume. And so if everyone's on one system, they can throttle that or do. I think that's the ultimate vision that they're working to, and that does not fly in the state of Florida. So we're not going to let that happen here. On Truth Social, Donald Trump suggested DeSantis is a groomer. DeSantis responded to Trump's latest attacks. Through social directed at you, some were insinuating that you. So here, here's what I would say about all that. I get, I get, I get. You guys my, want the controversy. Is, how would your proposed legislation against defamation address those posts uh, that could be considered damaging? Well, if you think when we did the defamation panel yesterday, I made the point. Look, I have a platform. It's different for me because I can fight back, and people just know I face. Uh, defamatory stuff every single day I've been governor. That's just the nature of it. But I have a platform to fight back. A lot of these other people that are more little, they don't necessarily have a platform uh, to fight back. And so in terms of our reforms, I really want to empower them more so than people that occupy high positions like me. It just goes with the territory. you got to have a thick skin. It's also just practically speaking, 
Uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not, not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. Excerpt from a piece at Huffington Post on critics of pornographic material in public school libraries. Quote, they take gender queer and they open it up to the page where there is a dildo blowjob, but they don't talk about the rest of the book or what the book is even about. Political commentator Lauren Southern says her parents were banned from renting a house on Airbnb because of their relationship to her. Southern is a right-winger who, for the most part, has pissed off all the right people. She shared an email purportedly from Airbnb, which stated, quote, For the safety of our community, we may remove accounts that are associated with people who are not allowed to use Airbnb. Southern says her parents have never booked anything for her, do not represent her in any way, and are not publicly political in any way. And finally, we take a live look at the end of Western civilization. Do you know what country the Great Wall of China is in? Country? Yeah. Maybe you have to guess. Japanese? Yes. How many days of the week end with the letter Y? Uh, one day. And is the four days out the week? Except for Thursday? Do you know what two countries border the USA? No. Like what's on top of us and what's below us? Um, isn't the North Pole below us? <laughs> yeah. And North what else? Pole and, uh, what is above us? Is it Europe? Because... Is that your guess? Yes, that's my guess. Yes. You just guessed? That's insane. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Start Mail. Are you tired of feeling like your personal data is at risk or worry that big tech Rockwell is watching you? If you don't want anyone else knowing where you've been, who you've met, what you're thinking, Start Mail is the perfect solution for protecting your privacy, as they say across the pond, and giving you peace of mind. Start Mail's secure email service keeps your inbox safe from unwanted spying eyes and protects you from spam. Every message can be encrypted or password protected. And when you delete an email, it is gone for evs. You get unlimited disposable email aliases to keep your real identity hidden online. And with just a few clicks, you can easily switch from your existing email provider and start taking advantage of Startmail's enhanced privacy protection now. So sign up today to save 50% on your first subscription year. So there's never been a better time to go to Startmail, S-T-A-R-T, as in start startmail.com slash steve startmail.com startmail with a t startmail.com slash steve for 50 percent off i i don't have let's get to the montage I, I have nothing on the state of the union i don't know why anybody would voluntarily watch it um unless you're watching it you know like a mystery science theater-esque live running commentary as we ran on today's or here on blaze tv last night i mean that's just uh hat tip dave reboy that's just late republic nonsense that entire thing i mean just old man yells at cloud and i mean at, at this point re, there's so little respect for him in his office um 
you know, jeers, booing, hissing. There's just, there's just, there's no there there. None. We're going to get into the VARES update with Daniel coming up later in the show. So uh, put a bookmark there and pin that one. And we'll come back to that here in about, uh, in about an hour and a half. Okay. We have to talk about, or at least I need to talk about, whatever that was Donald Trump rolled out with yesterday. Now, I know what you're going to say, okay? It's, it's, it's the same thing he's always done. There's a lot of truth to that, of course, but it's not the same situation as before. Ron DeSantis is not a freshman U.S. senator that really doesn't have a record, um, has an impressive resume, um, has an impressive amount of intellect and, and knowledge of the issues and, um, and in, an impressive distinction as a progeny of the conservative movement like Ted Cruz was, but he didn't really have a record. He was a freshman senator in a minority party, okay? Um, Donald Trump also didn't have a record. And a lot of his prior political affiliations before the 2016 campaign were on the other side of the aisle. Not all of them. But a lot of them were. He was an Al Sharpton donor, for example. Uh, he was close with the Clintons, you know, and, and, and like a, a lot of elite, successful business people. He had friends kind of everywhere. But most of his political associations were were not traditionally right of center. Well, that's, you know, I'll even be I'll even say probably the second term of Obama is when you saw Trump publicly really demonstrate he was certainly to the right of where the current Democratic Party was because, you know, he got involved in the GOP primary in 2012. He even thought about running in that cycle. So it's not really entirely fair to say prior to his own run. He had the cycle before he had clearly demonstrated that the Democratic Party had kind of left him behind, so to speak, to be the most fair. So so except for maybe the prior decade, a lot of his political associations were either apolitical, they kind of were comprehensive, or they tilted democratic. So it behooved him to turn this into a street fight. He didn't have a record really to run on. The, uh, the, the primary opponents that he was up against, first Jeb Bush and then Ted Cruz, uh, both uh, from their Ivy League backgrounds kind of proved that they they really just weren't that comfortable with that level of pugnacious behavior. And so it benefited him very well as a substitute for a, an actual record. I, I don't know who's running the team over there. Okay. And I did talk to somebody I know who's fairly well connected into Trump world last night because I, I'm, at, I'm in the mode now where I feel like I have to fix this. Okay. Y'all are going to hand Ron DeSantis the nomination before he even declares, guys. Before he even declares. You're doing everything wrong. And like, like, like literally everything. You're letting him be the adult in the room. You're letting him get the last word. You're giving him free swings. He's not even a candidate yet. And I've heard from pretty good sources, don't expect him to be until the legislative session ends. That doesn't end in Florida until like June, I believe. 
So right now you have a, almost a six month. When did he announce? Right after the election. So in December, right? Okay. Or late November, something like that. So, so Donald Trump has a six month head start where he could like literally corner the market from a national perspective on every meaningful issue. The, the terrific video we put out last week on trainees that we all loved, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be doing that daily on virtually every issue, just owning it, owning the space in the right, just putting out a fireside chat. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run your campaign for you. This one's on me, okay? He could be literally just putting out a fireside chat, 15-minute video every single day. Whatever the issue is that Joe Biden's wrong on that day, because he's wrong on virtually all of them. So whatever the, the issue is, old man is yelling at cloud that day, you are the counter. You let, you let Ron DeSantis own his fiefdom in Florida, which is a very big platform. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the biggest states in the union, right? But is it the entire union? No, it's just one state, mm-hmm. right? So, and, and DeSantis, for his part, doesn't want to be seen as anything other than the governor of Florida. He's not traveling the country, giving speeches, coming on shows like mine in the state of Iowa, right? He wants to be seen as just the governor of Florida for now. I would be granting him his wish. Okay, cool. You do that, all right? You have control of the, of the pool and the hotel that you manage. I'm going to manage the chain. And I've got six months before you likely get in the race. I'm going to, at the, at, at, I'm either going to take full advantage of them or I'm going to force you into the race earlier than you want because I am taking advantage of it. Because I am speaking to the issues. I have a record on many of these issues. I was president of the United States. Okay? I have a record. And prior to March 16th, it was a pretty damn good one. March 16th of 2020 to specify. So I'm just going to own that space every day. I'm just going, I'm going to the mattresses like I did on trannies daily. We're putting one of those 15-minute videos out from Mar-a-Lago every day, man, where I am just providing content, straight fire, daily. It's like Ron DeSantis doesn't exist. Because what you're doing here is some of the worst beta shit I've ever seen. I mean, it's pathetic. It's, it reeks of desperation. It's sad. So your argument is that you endorsed a pedo groomer, soft on amnesty guy for governor. That's your argument, Don? Let's assume everything you're saying about DeSantis is true. It's not, by the way. Um, But let's just assume that it is. You endorsed him for governor. He wouldn't be where he is. We wouldn't know who the hell Ron DeSantis is if it weren't for you. What's that say about your judgment, brah? I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is a, whatever's going on there, it comes across as bitter. It feeds every stereotype of Trump. And the number one knock against him is he can't win an election. Now, I might put it a different way, which is they have set the precedent that they can get away with stealing an election from him. Because he's so unpopular or they can create that narrative. He's feeding that narrative, guys. He's feeding it. He's going to punch himself out before the the bell rings to start the fight. If I am on team DeSantis, I am ecstatic. If I am if I am running the under the under the surface behind the scenes hush hush whisper let's set up the DeSantis presidential campaign for the third quarter of 2024 I couldn't ask for more than this 
Trump is out there on, and is by not even using people that that are paid propagandists like this Alex Bruselitz or whatever this guy's name is, and some of these guys, okay, who just get paid to, you know, um, be proxies, and everybody does that. When DeSantis gets in the race, you'll see the same thing, okay? You know, it, every every candidate has this. It's just a matter of who's got the most obnoxious ones. But we're going to recycle Andrew Andrew Gillum, the guy who literally got busted doing cocaine off a gay hooker's ass. We're going to we're going to recycle his line of his line of attack against DeSantis in 2018, which Charlie Chris tried with that whole groomer thing with the the, the pictures in high school. It doesn't make any sense if I'm if I am running DeSantis's um, soft opening unofficial presidential campaign. I, I, I mean, Donald Trump would be making all the, if I could make Donald Trump make decisions, it'd be the ones that he's making. Yeah. Mike Lindell was out there tweeting last night. Ah, DeSantis had at this media symposium, somebody who represents dominion voting machines. And I was like, well, that would be a freaking self enforced foul. Right. Okay. So I went and looked up the people. I'm like, yeah, that probably is not a good idea, Ron. So I went and looked up the law firm that he had, the woman who's the lawyer. It is true that she did, she did represent Dominion. Do you know who her, for her, who her biggest client is, though? Would it be uh, Mr. Nicholas uh, Sandman? Was that the yes, guy? Yes, yeah. Uh, here's another one of her major clients maybe you've heard of. Project Veritas. Oh. Maybe the most important information outlet in the modern conservative movement. Fair? Yeah. They're certainly yeah. in the conversation. So now I don't understand. I, dude, I, I don't know how you, how on Tuesday you represent Dominion and every, and on Thursday you represent Project Veritas. I don't get that. Okay. But you know, I'm not a lawyer either. It, it just, it reeks of desperation. It's pathetic. It's unnecessarily divisive. You have your own record to run on. I don't Now The club for growth came out with a poll yesterday or the day before that showed DeSantis up by nine. I don't believe that for a second, man. Not for a second. I got to tell you, though, the Trump presidential campaign behaved yesterday like they did. Then they hit him for an amnesty bill that Trump actually recommended all of the border hawks in Congress also vote against publicly. And claimed that he didn't. Uh, if I if I'd known he voted against this, I'd have never endorsed him. You told people not to vote for it. He, he did what you said. It's, it's, a, it's an implosion, is what you're watching. It's an implosion. He is going to punch himself out before this even begins. See, I want what we got last week. I want that. I want Ron DeSantis introducing our catechesis into the government schools. Let me rephrase that. I want Ron DeSantis reintroducing our catechesis into the schools because our worldview is who actually created them. At the same time, Trump is coming off the top rope to declare trannyism anathema. That's what we want. We, we, we want that. We want them to get in the race and do that. That's to our benefit. This is to nobody's benefit, regardless of which of these two guys you like. Well, let me rephrase that. It is tremendously to Ron DeSantis's benefit, not necessarily to ours. It's just that this is as low class, low brow, white trash, pathetic as it gets. But it's a phenomenal benefit to Ron DeSantis. And the other problem that Trump has when he rolls this stuff out 
you know, we didn't have when he when when he had Ted Cruz banging every woman in Washington, including Amanda Carpenter. OK. And and banging Trump's own communications director. What was her name? Katrina Pearson. Remember that one? Mm, of course. So she was literally on TV answering questions from her own candidate that she was banging the other candidate they were running against. I'll never forget that. OK. So the difference was Fox News was all in for Trump. All right. They were doing all the cleanup. They were they were pushing the narrative on a parallel uh, basis. That won't be the case this time. I mean, uh, with maybe very limited exceptions like Hackety, Fox is going to be the Ron DeSantis telethon. It already showed us that after the election. I told you they were going to before the election and after the election. What did you see? The Ron DeSantis telethon. This is terrible. Trump is lucky that DeSantis is not in the race right now because all Fox News would be all day today, including the people on the air that like him would be all condemnation for what they rolled out with yesterday. I mean, there's the Donald Trump that was president most days, and then there was the one that went out and found and was such a douchebag, managed to lose a debate in front of 100 million people to an Adderall-infested dementia patient. That's the one we saw yesterday. So whoever was giving him the advice before that first presidential debate is clearly who's in his ear right now. All right? That is some straight-up Rehoboam stuff, man. Okay? And you can tell, when you're lo- when the John Cardillos and S of the world who love Trump are, are not defending him at all or saying, I'm out, I'm, I'm not defending this. When the Bill Mitchells of the world, I didn't know Bill was even still alive, I'm, I'm out. This is not a good look. It will not be successful. Unless you truly want Ron DeSantis to be the nominee, then this is exactly the way to go about it. So thanks to your support, Patreon Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy. They've got big news as well. They can now make available to you all of the three major carrier networks out there across the country. You can even switch back and forth if you want. Uh, if you end up moving to a, a part of the country, I mean, a lot of these networks have pretty much the same coverage because they have pretty much the same towers. But you get into that last 5%, you know, there can be some deviation. And if you move to one of those areas where there is some of that deviation, you may decide, hey, I, I need to switch to another network. They can make that and flip that switch for you uh, pretty quickly. Uh, if you become one of their customers with their outstanding U.S.-based customer service team at Patriot Mobile. So make the switch today. No longer directly fund the entities that hate you. Uh, Go with America's only American mobile phone company. When you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, you'll get a free activation when you make the switch today. At PatriotMobile.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. All right, I want to let you guys comment on what I was just saying about yesterday's Trump meltdown where DeSantis is concerned. Can I bring something on a separate subject up, though, that I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that I want to make sure I get in? That messaging by Sarah Huckabee Sanders last night. Now, I have known Sarah a long time. She's a long way from the girl that brought us donuts on the Huckabee 2008 presidential campaign. That messaging was superb. It not only showed us, she knows what time it is, that we are locked into an existential conflict here. The phrases that salute their flags, 
worship, bow down to their false idols, that we will get, we will know what those things mean, right? That's for those were the ears to hear, let them hear. Okay. But there's other aspects of the way she messaged that, that is very potent to the people outside of our, our habitat. Outside of our habitat, most Americans don't want to acknowledge or get their hands dirty with the level of conflict that is going on culturally. That's what we sadly learned to this last election in November, right? So the way that she messaged it, she said what Pat Buchanan said 30 years ago, but I think in a more effective way for this softer, limp-wristed age. It's not your fault that this is going on. You're just trying to live the quiet American life. They're bringing the fight to you. See, when we were out doing marriage amendments around the country in the 90s and 2000s, we looked like the aggressors in the culture war, and it created a lot of sympathy for their side. Now that it's gone from, why does my gay marriage have anything to do with your marriage, to uh, bake the cake, bigot, and poor Jack's on his fourth soon-to-be-in-the-Supreme-Court lawsuit, okay? They're the aggressors now. And now the sympathy factor is flipped a little bit. And she played up to that masterfully by saying, we're being thrust into this. We didn't want this. Now, for people like us who are like, we should have wanted this like 25 years ago and wouldn't be here now, right? Mm -hmm. Okay? But that part of that message is not for you and I. That part of that message is for the soft-headed suburbanites that, you know, will will quietly say when when you're out walking your dog in your neighborhood there in Carlisle, good job, Todd, but would never dare stand with you at the school board meeting. It's for them. Okay, mm-hmm. it's for them that that yes, this thing has gotten incendiary. Yes, this thing has gotten hopelessly divisive, and it's not our fault. It's not your fault. They are the ones that 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 stoked it to this rage level. Okay, and so and then to turn it around and fashion it as it's no longer left versus right, but normal versus crazy. Yeah, you are providing them your that next. This is the messaging that was missing last midterm election. You are providing that next layer of non-communist, uh, an on-ramp to join you. You're making, it, you're making it seem as if you understand why they've had reservations with signing up with you before. You're making your, your counter to the color guard revolution more amenable, more accessible, broader. You're giving them permission to feel like, okay, just this once, we've got we've to pimp slap these people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that messaging was missing most of last year. So it was our rage versus their post-row rage. And essentially, it was a stalemate. But it should have been a stalemate given the environment we were in, right? Should have been a route. Mm-hmm. So the, whoever is, now Sarah knows her messaging. I've had plenty of those conversations with her over the years, even before she got to, uh, I mean, got to, and you, you, she demonstrated that working in the Trump White House. So I am sure she took quite the hand in that. But both her and her messaging team, that was primo stuff and on point last night. So I, I just wanted to mention that. Now, you guys' thoughts on what I was just saying about Old man yells at cloud part uh, two. We had the first one yesterday, last night at the State of the Union address. And then there was Trump's rage tweets uh, because apparently somebody showed him the club for growth poll that had DeSantis ahead. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm. I, this is really easy uh, for me. Uh, yeah, it, he put us off balance a lot last time. I, 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 this only reinforces 
what I believe about him. Uh, see, I'm glad you mentioned um, the um, the White House. Uh, well, that was actually uh, off air when we were talking about his son-in-law. But you you read the Scott Atlas book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, he's you you were I was here uh, when you walked out of the studio. Was it at the de- did you walk out at the debate or the Democratic National Convention? The Democratic That's Convention right. when they started because, handing out constitutions yeah. and the Declaration of Independence. But yeah. your frustration was that they were getting to the right of tr- listen. Yeah. This is he's not losing it. He's not different. He's not going mad. This isn't because of Desantis. It's I. That's a. De- you're good. Uh, you're going to have to find your peace with this because it's just Donald. It's just Donald Trump. I, I don't. It, it it's so much easier to deal with it. And thank God we have. So I'm going to do it like last time. Cruz, not DeSantis. I'm going to do everything I can uh, to uh, to push him forward, and then afterwards let the chips fall where they may. But uh, there there's absolutely nothing unique. And, and he's emboldened. Listen, in his mind. Everything that happened to him, impeachment, stealing the election, is not a is not cause for him to reflect. It's it, it's like they, I am such a threat. I was so good at my job that they came. I'm not asking him to. Just, I agree with you. I'm not asking him to reflect. I would never. I would never. I would never. Do it. I would never. I would never dare ask Donald Trump approaching age 80 to reflect. Okay. Um. What I am suggesting. Is he actually do what you're talking about? He has a six-month window. He is greatly elevating Ron DeSantis' status. When I, he did this with I Ted Cruz, this. they were equals on the campaign trail together. He's not... It doesn't... You're... That you're doing what I get it. One plus one equals two. He doesn't care. He's okay. He's as he's, he's going to lose, and it won't actually be it close. Doesn't, that may be true too. I'm not arguing against you on that. I'm just saying it. He he doesn't he's he went after sixteen people and and one doing it this way he doesn't think the way the rest of us think he's been King Kong in New York and Manhattan just going on the table and buying all in for the most part this has worked for him he even thinks impeachment works for him because people are so obsessed with him that they had to cheat he's never going to change it's just him there's peace in that. I don't know what else to say. I just, he's like, this is not a, anything remotely new about Donald He didn't Donald behave Trump like here. this as president every day, Todd. We saw the Scott Atlas book. Well, what you saw in the Scott Atlas book was a mangina. What you saw in the Scott Atlas book was a passive uh, president that had essentially been put out to pasture by Jared Kushner and the rest of the administration, was patronized, uh, was just, had, was given nothing to do and, uh, and uh, you know, and then just to, you know, hold court and riff and, and chat and yeah, do chats a, with people in the Oval Office while, like the, opposite, while the so-called grown-ups actually ran the administration. They seem like opposite things, but the constant in all of them is he behaves in a way that defies description one way or the other all the time. And sometimes when he was in the White House, it benefits fitted us greatly and that was half of one term i don't the it's it's going to make for an interesting show but i honestly he's going to drive you nuts i'm not driven nuts by this at all i'm i i i think it i think he is souring his own support system and legacy unnecessarily he, he never I, had I, all I the think, best people i think, it's, we I, knew I think it's sad to watch actually i think it's it's one of the most desperate beta things i've ever seen in my career is what he is what was done over the last 24 hours. I mean, it was, it he, was, he did it that, was pathetic. He did it all the time in 2015. The difference was 
there was no record. He has a record now. He could, he can, he, he, he had no record. The he, other thing was we'd never seen a lot of this stuff before. But he did things none of us would do. Because all, sometimes, most, a lot did, of times that's true. Yeah. Because our character would say, no. like I wouldn't go on camera and say, you know, you know if, when you're famous, you can grab women this by is, the vulvas if you want. Yeah, this I, is, would, we would I wouldn't never, do that. We yeah. would not do a lot of things he did. And we never stopped thinking he was suddenly right as rain. We kind of he's a president. We just love our country. And like, let's hope this works. I'm not going to okay, cheer. This, you, is, this is the greatest thing you ever did on this show. And you've done great things. You just said, I, I can't root for every, against every single thing this man does because I love my children and I want to future for them this is what you did and it was it, it was a way all of us could simply move on and we despite the personal cost that it took on on you and others who supported ted cruz but he was that he's he's just the same guy that's true to you and maybe a lot of people that listen and watch this show it's not really to a lot of our base they do think he's winston churchill and they were fed that narrative by Roger Ailes and Fox News and Drudge. And, and then he got to be president and did a tremendous job most of the time. For a lot of those people, this is new. That's why there was such a reaction to the desanctimonious stuff. Like, hey, what are we doing attacking our own people like that? He's, one of, he's like your firstborn son. I mean, what do you... They love him for, attacking for, our own people. Our own people is this thing called the right, the red, whatever. They chose Donald Trump because they hated everything. But, like, but everybody else isn't, was defining but, but that. Ron DeSantis isn't Lindsey Graham, who, by the way, has an audience with Donald Trump whenever he wants, like just last week, okay? Ron DeSantis isn't a freshman senator from Texas that started out at 2% and no one had ever heard of, okay? Who was the only other legitimate candidate running in that, in that lane. Ron DeSantis wasn't Christy Todd Whitman, who was just basically running on, I have a vagina, okay? And I thought about being a Republican for 10 minutes before. This is, this is Ron DeSantis isn't Mike Pence. Ron DeSantis isn't Nikki Haley, okay? This is the governor of his own state, that he moved his entire base of operations to, who has a record, who has a record that has continued to compile, who has a platform that is permitting him free chances to learn how to respond to this. I, when everybody else got ambushed by it back in 2016 and had to figure it out on the run, he is giving him free, free film. He's letting him wa- he's letting him see we how this is going to go. We thought the same thing when we sat in that room, and I remember looking at your face and what he said about John McCain. It's the same damn thing. He's not like you're you're doing like a responsible general leading troops, and you have a conscience. It's Donald freaking Trump. So you don't he think he has any conscience at all? No, I do. So you're describing much, like a sociopath. Much more warped than ours. He's like he's like a lot of people in the culture, Steve. Okay. He's he's unregenerate. He's not a Christian. We got lucky with him a lot of times. But he's not. You said the same thing over and over again because it's so obvious to you. He doesn't care. And he never will. Aaron, so, break the tie. So, 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 Aaron, am, it, I'm being, am I being ridiculous because I'm actually suggesting that Donald Trump should spend more time bragging about his actual achievements? I don't think that's the I don't think that's the central argument here. What the central argument essentially is that this is this type of behavior hurts Trump. Correct? Is that fair? No. No. It's hurting him here. It doesn't hurt him in general. It doesn't hurt it depends on who the object is. Hurting him here is in 
Iowa? Tur- DeSantis. No, with DeSantis. It depends on who, the, who, who it's targeted at. See. Okay? It doesn't, it, it, it depends on who the, who the, it depends on who the foil is. Is the foil Jeb Bush? Is the foil Marco Rubio? And who did the Gang of Eight? Or is the foil the, the, act, the, the most popular Republican office holder in the United States of America at the moment? That's why it's hurting him. So what is the percentage? And I don't think there is an answer to this question, but I think it's a pretty low percentage. What's the percentage of likely GOP primary or caucus goers who uh, will likely, likely vote in a primary or go to a caucus and who also know about this post on Truth Social? That's a good question, and that's why I said he's he's lucky that this isn't happening in three or four months from now when we're in full campaign mode. And I said that because if this wasn't if this was six months from now, everything on Fox News today, everything, every every single show, everyone from the morning program all the way to whatever the hell's on at ten o'clock Eastern, even Hannity would be like furrowed brow. I just don't think I love Trump. I just don't think this is a great idea. The entire programming block of Fox News would be this is terrible and bad. And that, amongst that's what those it would be. likely GOP primary voters, how large is the I call it the Goldman Sachs contingent. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just no way I'm going to inter- even entertain voting for anybody other than Donald Trump. It's probably how large is 20, that? I 15, 20 percent of the primary. See, I, I'm seeing cracks there as well. You mentioned Bill Mitchell, and I had forgotten about him as well. I think he was kicked off of Twitter for a while, which is probably why we didn't see him. But the dude for about five years was completely and totally just had his legs wide open, ready to have Donald Trump's baby. Now he has pinned to the top of his profile a picture, a wedding picture of Trump, I'm sorry, of DeSantis and Casey saying this is our next president of the United States. So that the Goldman Sachs, you know, the reverence that I'm I'm making there, the Goldman Sachs uh, contingent of Trump's or the GOP base, I'm not sure so sure anymore. It isn't incapable of fracturing. I'll just put it like that. Okay. And the fact that you're right, Aaron, only says that my point, he's, Donald Trump isn't even seeing that and figuring it out because he doesn't. And look at this far, this far out, last time we saw the same thing. We did not think Donald Trump was going to win this thing. There's no way. And we thought that, it, that once, yeah, he's good. He's riffing off the dummies. Once he gets to Ted Cruz and it gets to heavyweight time, it's not going to happen. Like we just, we have no idea what uh, I, after june is done and that's the smartest thing in the world don't campaign at all but even a kid can we rely on that happening who knows what happens in the next six months i'm saying he donald trump has not learned lessons that made him strong he's emboldened by everything that happened in him now i'm repeating myself but it, it's going to make for fascinating conversations i just i expect nothing different from donald trump and i never will short of uh, we see some serious miracle happen that is undeniable to us hmm. i'm not asking i see in my mind i don't disagree with anything you just said in my mind, I'm not asking for something different than who he is. I'm suggesting he spends his time bragging about himself. I'm, in my mind, I'm, if I was advising him, I would be attempting to play to his vanity all the more. Why are you wasting your time talking about this pissant governor? You're Donald friggin' Trump. Talk about you, your favorite subject. See what I'm saying? In my mind, I'm not asking him to do something different. I'm asking him to actually be a better version of who he actually is. Remind us again why you're the greatest president ever. 
you have a record run on that that's that's what i think i'm thinking but you know what do i know hour two is next All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show. Pardon me. Steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe. And Gab, follow me uh, at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then you can also find me over on Truth Social at Real Steve Day There, And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. I just got an email from somebody in all caps. Stop trying to be right all the time. Dude, have you ever listened to this show before? I mean... That's like emailing Kate Upton. Stop trying to be hot. This entire escapade is about me trying to be right. I mean, I, that, we were, you were just saying he's the same guy. I, I have to believe that person has never listened to this show before, has no idea what the number one driver of my ego is. It isn't money or anything else. It is the desire to be right. Okay. So sometimes we, sometimes you guys send me complaints and I'm like, yeah, that's a valid point. Then you'll send me complaints like that when I'm like, is this your first day listening to the show? You are. (laughs) You think I'm too fixated on wanting to be right? Wow. Uh, Guilty. Moving on. Okay. Anyway, uh, Steve at stevedace.com is the email address and it's D-E-A-C-E is how to spell the last name. If you are a podcast listener... And whether you think we're right or wrong, if you enjoy the show, uh, please leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow uh, on the podcast platform of your choice. And thanks to all of you that have done those things for us already. We are very appreciative for each and every one. Also appreciative for all the good positive feedback we got when Eden Pure Air Purifiers came on board with the show last year. A lot of you tried them out. I tried it in my own home first, stuck one in the teenager's room, right in the midst of summer football conditioning stuck one in the man cave with my buddy mike for poker night who was flatulence incarnate so i made sure to test that puppy on some of the toughest odors i'm around on a regular basis before i recommended it to you and it it more than did the job and that's why a lot of you put it to the test as well and i got a ton of positive feedback filterless oxy technology uh you won't have to be changing filters either with your time or your resources uh this is a one-time purchase And you get them in packs of three for under $200 for all three. So you can put one on every level of your home uh, and you'll get free shipping too. free shipping and all three units for under 200 bucks. When you use the discount code Steve three, that's Steve three at EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. discount code Steve three. All right. Are we ready for some buy, sell or hold? You bet. Let's get to it. This is your opportunity to set the agenda for Todd and I to comment on for the next half hour or so here on the show. Uh, Todd and I will each determine, are we buying that? Are we selling that? 
Um, and if you attempt to use a hold, which is a complete violation of the dude code, you have not uh, taken a position, you have punked out. Um, if you attempt to use a hold, Lindsey Graham will be allowed to get this noose and get a hold of you. Ready? Moving on. Moving forward. Uh, point of order. Yes. Quick, though. Uh, going back to uh, the conversation like uh, two minutes ago. Uh, ultimately, you're either trying to be right or trying to be wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. So if I'm not trying to be right, am I trying to be wrong? Yeah. I, I <laughs> Stop trying to be wrong all the time. I, yes. Don't quite understand that. Yeah. Next or first, Jim Bicknell says the Biden administration will keep extending the student loans until 2024 to avoid a loss in court. Uh, absolute buy. In fact, I, I think you'll never, you know what, I don't, I'm, I'll put the marker down. I don't think anyone will be lawfully demanded to make a student loan payment in America ever again by the, by the government. Now, you know, those of us that have private student, lo- student loans through private entities, that's different. Okay. Nation of laws, nation of political will. Yep. Yep. But in terms of the government, I don't think anybody's going to be lawfully writing a check to the government for their student loans ever again. Next is when howitzers fly, who says DeSantis Roy 2024. I mean, now you're just, you're a saucy little temptress. Okay. That's what you are. All right. You're a cheeky little. I'm interested to see where that's going. Yeah, I just can't even, yeah, I had to stop because that was, I was about to go Lindsey Graham at those prospects. Okay. So yeah, that don't, that, that, that that needed to come with a warning label. Aaron, all right, I got to do the whole bounce my eyes thing, okay, from, I mean, I got every man's battle, a tweet like that, okay, bye. I mean, like, what, what'd you expect, robust beta after that? Yeah, like, duh. Next, we go to Kenneth Hunter, two-parter here. C.J. Stroud is da- drafted in the first round by the Raiders and lasts no longer than three years in the NFL. I'm going to sell on this. Um, you know, a couple of months ago, I would have been, I think he's the most likely guy to bust because it just seems to me he needs a lot of things. When, when a lot of things around him are good, he's really good. And with the talent that Ohio State recruits, most of the time, a lot of things around him are really good. Okay. I changed my mind, or at least I'm open to changing my mind after the fiesta or the, uh, uh, Peach Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, Showed he's got something. He carried over my, that. Yes, over he, my dead body. He carried yeah. that team. I mean, they were down to their third string tailback. They lost their star. They, first of all, their best receiver didn't play virtually all year, so he wasn't there in that game. And then the the other best receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr., that was dominating Georgia, got hurt. What like in the second quarter or something? I want to say. And so, I mean, he carried that team, and he he showed a willingness now to leave the pocket, make plays with his feet. That that game was maybe the best game an Ohio State quarterback has ever played, like in the history of the program. When you consider the stakes and the opponent, it's it's absolutely on the list of like the top five that's a number one pick in the draft kind of an effort so you have to ask yourself why didn't we see more of that like why didn't he do that against my team the last two years okay why didn't he just put the team on his shoulders and say hey it's on me all right i'm gonna make plays out of the pocket we're gonna sandlot this thing and let's go why didn't why did he just sit back there and let us tee off on him okay is was that the game plan was that you know, and with these guys these days, this is a factor. Did he have kind of an agreement with Ohio State? Hey, you know, you got to keep yourself healthy, upright for the draft. And now that we're in this one and done playoff, 
let it rip? I, I don't know the answer to that. I have a hard time believing that C.J. Stroud just suddenly believed on New Year's Eve that he was capable of running the football and making plays out of the pocket. Okay, I, I just I don't believe that. So if I was an NFL scout, that's what I would be digging into with him. Uh, and if I was a GM, what what was what what switch flipped in that game that the rest of your tape, you're kind of like Jared Goff, my, the quarterback for my Lions, who was also a number one pick in the draft. When the team around you is good, you're good. Okay, you do a good job of getting the guys that are good the ball, but can you lift a team up? That was the first time that made me think, yeah, he could. Because if he can do that, then he kind of has the best of both worlds between the, the, the Bryce Youngs and the Will Levis. He's bigger than Bryce Young. But now you're adding some of that Bryce Young playmaking element, and he has more touch than Will Levis has. I mean, that, that, that's number one pick in the draft stuff is what he did against Georgia. So I'm going to sell because I, I'm open to thinking that there might be more to his game after that. I'm selling because, and they're not the same player, but there's an important uh, lesson, I think, to be learned. I'm selling because of Jalen Hurts. The, the, the person you are and the coach you have at any particular time. J- Jalen Hurts uh, was on a... Did he did he win the national championship got, as the starter before it got taken away from yes, him? I'm losing. But remember, he got benched in the championship yeah. no, game. No, no, no. But before the year before that, yeah, he got benched in the game, and Tua came out off no, the no, bench no, as a the freshman. The year before that, when oh no, as a freshman, he lost to Deshaun Watson in the championship game. Okay, so but he made it to the. That's yep. what I couldn't remember. And then which the sophomore game. year, they made it again, and yes, then they benched okay. him at halftime and put Tua in, or maybe the third quarter. Right. I don't remember. So, yeah. but listen, he he was clearly good enough to be the quarterback on that team. But as Steve has told you before, arguably the the greatest college coach of all time w- was a different coach. I mean, he was going through his own transition right then. That was more old school uh, Alabama football and old school Saban football. And he was, he had a job to do. And it wasn't to throw 50 times a game. Just do your job as this quarterback. And then with Tua, and everybody's taking for Tua, and he comes in and saves the day, and, 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 and also Saban sees what's going on across the country, and he changes his ways. But had, had, that, had, had uh, Jalen come along just like two years later, or three years later, like then at the, Oklahoma. That transition would have been complete. Would, yeah, is he throwing point. 50 times a game in a different yep. guy? Because look what he did at Oklahoma. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm yeah. just saying, Kyle, he was asked to do something, and he's clearly the kind of guy. He's he's a, he seems like a decent dude, and he's like, "You've asked me to do this job. I'm going to do this job." If you had asked him to throw 50 times a game, who knows? Maybe he would have won the Heisman his freshman year. I don't say it is. We 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 think we're so damn smart with these kids in college football, and and it's like it. Nobody is more wrong than the punditry about these guys. They because they they've. They spend way too much time doing it. They don't think they're humans yeah. anymore. They Analyzing them, is paralyzing. They, they treat yeah. them as widgets, and and so no, I'm not. You have don't, this kid again. Find out what Steve says. Have a really good conversation with him about like. Tell me about yourself. What happened in that game? How do you view your job here? I don't know what kind of kid this guy is at all. You may probably know more, Steve, because you're on message boards. But is he a good kid? Is he a bad kid? Is it? Look at the guy that uh, Jamarius Russell just came up on the radio a couple days ago. Drafted number one. Did anybody like? 
look remotely deep because now looking back on it like isn't that the most obvious bust that was going to happen ever but people didn't care big uh, i just we, we we these are people all right be interested in them as people and you'll probably get a lot closer to having an understanding of what the true answer of this is going to be Moving on, the Sniper BBB says teachers should have at least 10 years of work experience in the private sector before being eligible for a public school job. Do you okay, buy well, the spirit of that? Uh, I'll sell because that, that, we don't, that shouldn't be the only way you become a teacher, but that it increasingly needs to be a way you become a teacher. I mean, experience in the, like this, this whole school academy teachers college nonsense as the only way has got to stop i'll i'll buy in spirit i think 10 years is a lot maybe yeah. i'd make it five okay but i'm i mean the idea of actually you know having some experience in the real world before you teach people how the real world operates i don't think that's a terrible idea at all so i'll buy it in spirit have an interesting development here nancy mace she's not exactly the uh not exactly the paragon uh, uh, of, uh, of uh, Liberty scores, correct? Correct, yeah. She just told former Twitter censor VJ Gad, she uh, was roasting him, or her, I can't remember, roasting him for censoring details about the COVID vaccine and says she regrets getting the jab. Wow. Good for her. Because she now has asthma and chronic heart pain. Good for her. Good for her. See, Absolutely. We are going to have to get a, l no, a used lot to more on a daily like basis. Yep. She's abhorrent on abortion. She's just disgusting on abortion. But she's learning here. I don't like this is going to happen every day. And unless we're nimble enough to deal with it, you're going to you're going to lose your damn mind. I agree. I, I agree with that completely. Yep. Good for her. Uh, next up, we have Textbook Fundies, who says Russell Wilson will win the 2023 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Well, I think he wasn't that, injured, so. Yeah, I, I, how does that work? Maybe Do they it, give it to people who just had crappy seasons? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how that, uh, that award works, actually. I think you had to be hurt. Well, he was hurt. He did have a concussion for a game, but he wasn't yeah, like out for, for a significant yeah, amount of time. I, I so, I, I, yeah, so. I, don't, I don't think they hand it out to you because you ruined your – you brought your own private coaching staff into the, into the locker room and divided the team in half and crushed it. And, you know, I don't think the Comeback Player of the Year award works that way, so I will sell. Now, do I think he will be much better this coming year with, a, with Sean, Payton, yep. Sean Payton as the OC and laying down the law? You bet. I do agree with that. Yeah, I had no idea, too, that he was apparently such a weirdo. Like, I never really heard... I just think, I think it... I think it's... I think Russell Wilson in Seattle was Peter Jackson making Lord of the Rings. Russell Wilson in Denver is Peter Jackson making King Kong. Nobody tells me no anymore. I've made it. I got my rings. I, got, I earned my flowers. I have my own team. It's kind of what's happened to your quarterback the last few years. I'm going to go on this retreat, sit in darkness for four days. You see, we said that yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to sit in complete darkness for four days and divine yeah, whether I'm going to be he, a player in the NFL new. again or not. He's been doing that for a long time. And I love with Aaron Rodgers, like be, this is sports radio. It's so dumb. They're just talking uh, like uh, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, you know, he's clearly not. I've heard multiple. It's clearly not the quarterback he used to be. He's the MVP last year and the year before like maybe he's done maybe this is the year it happened and maybe it isn't but he was also injured part of this year like how 
you just the need to say something the need for the shallowest possible hot take he's really are we sure he just won the last two mvps before this year mm -hmm. so uh, and he's always been weird in in bad and good ways you you mentioned yes rob bell he's you know he's all into that nonsense so yeah but he's also been on our side on the jab again this is my point i think the point i'm making I, I don't care about the other stuff you said because that doesn't apply to me. The, the point that I made in bringing up the Aaron Rodgers stuff is I, I think we all reach a point in our careers where we think we've arrived and we can just kind of say and do whatever we want. And we might have been doing that stuff quietly to, amongst our, within ourselves and maybe a few people knew, but not necessarily in a way that we thought it was okay now to impose that on everybody else. Like Russell Wilson may have had for many years, his like own private coaching, you know, apparatus that he consulted with when he left the Seattle football facility and kept that to himself. He didn't think he had the place where he could just walk in, throw his nuts around and bring him into the Denver front office. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the difference. Okay. Like Aaron Rodgers, his own family hated him. All right. That's been true for many years, but that was their, that was their issue. Okay. Now it's, now it's the whole team's got to have a take on this stuff all the time. It's, it's everybody talks about this stuff all the time. And I do think we all reach a point in our careers where we kind of feel like we've arrived. And so we get away with certain things that we didn't try before. And that's, and a lot of times you have guys reboot or come back when an adult steps into the situation and says, yeah, yeah, we're going to have a little bit more accountability here. And I think I think you could see that with Russell Wilson, for example. And I don't know how it works with Aaron Rodgers. Like if he goes to the Raiders and, um, you know, does Josh McDaniels strike you as the, yeah, we're not, we're going to just play football here guy? That, that, I mean, no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have any more respect for him in, in that regard than, you know. So that's the point I was making. I don't think he's done at all. No, I didn't say you thought he was done. I'm just saying it. He still had like 28 we, touchdowns or 25 touchdowns or something this year. Yeah, you're playing I, about 75% of what you're used to seeing from him. And I'm, I just, I, I in the context of, I, I don't even know what reality is anymore with a lot of these athletes, so it's, which is my, I, I have, I'd never heard anything. I mean, we, we thought he was like this squeaky, cleanish kind of goober before and then all of a sudden one year because he was playing bad not rogers um we're talking about russell russell yeah virgin year, until he was married was like and all that stuff yeah he's basically ac green if yeah, ac green was a quarterback that's who we thought he was yeah where and that this... is who he is that is who he is made then he made a lot of money then he got to a couple super bowls and now well now i'm russell friggin wilson you see that's the difference and and russell will benefit greatly from sean payton saying day one yeah that crap ain't happening here he'll benefit greatly from that Next up, John John says the pendulum is swinging away from woke in the video gaming universe. We'll start seeing more companies push back against the work or woke demands, and games will get more traction and purchases because of this. Mm -mm. I'm going to sell. Yeah, I'm going to one of the most woke industries. Yeah, I, I, I think that'll probably be like the last one of the very last holdouts here, guys. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sell on that. I, I'd be, I would love your evidence for yeah. why you suggested that, actually. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to sell on that. There's no... I mean, the level of top-down sense of purpose that would have to happen 
would would nearly need to be the equivalent of like a pastor reforming a church and like why are you going into that business if that's the level of herculean effort it's going to take i because it's not going to come from the bottom up in the video game industry folks <laughs> come on uh next up josh souders says best 80s classic rock songs but with a twist, as selected by a 24-year-old. So you're buying, selling, and holding this with the handicap that this is selected by a 24-year-old. You ready? Okay. Number five, Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. I'm going to sell. Oh, I think that I'm fine completely with that being on the list. It, it's the best-selling single of one of the most well, successful rock bands of all time. Yeah, I know. I just, I don't think it's, like, that's the best songs like it's it is like classic i don't dislike this song at all but like the, i don't need, it's not the best song on that album i just it's one of the anthems of the decade so i would absolutely buy if anything you can make an argument that's too low oh good then then the 80s wasn't a good music decade if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh number four Back in Black by ACDC. What year was that? Is that 1980? Is when it that is 80? It's right at the yeah. so yeah. Well, are yeah. you are you? I would say the same thing that you just said about pour some sugar on me. I'm fine with it being on the list. I'll buy. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's like I don't even think it's like the second or third best song in that album. That entire album. Oh, see, is that's what I was really curious if you thought it was yeah. too low or something. But uh, but I'm okay with it yeah. being on there. It's the title track of the best selling album of the decade, other than Thriller by Michael Jackson. So yeah. Bye. Number three, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Similar to Pour Some Sugar yeah. on Me. It's the best-selling single of one of the best-selling bands of the era, and it's an anthem. Absolutely. Bye. Even though it's also, I think, Wanted Dead or Alive is a much better song, but I, I'm okay with it. It's a staple. <laughs> Number two, Africa, Toto. Is that is that rock? See, there is something going on with that song and young people. My son freaking loves that song. Well, I went okay. through a phase as well. I mean, he loves that. Weezer, it's weird. Noah loves that song. Weezer came <laughs> okay. out with a a cover, a really good cover of of Africa okay. two three years ago. Because he's like, yeah, I like. I want to hear some. Um, let's listen to some Nirvana. And I love Toto's Africa. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Did you think he was trolling? No, like he knew all the words and everything, man. No. Oh wow. I mean, that was a big hit, but I got to sell on that. Yeah. I got to, yeah. but you know, you know, no, here's what I'm going to buy. He's 24. Yeah. He's 24 pulling out Toto's Africa. I got to respect that. I'll buy it. I'll buy that because of your age. Someone our age group said that was the number two song of the eighties. They probably need to get punched. Okay. But 24, that's a deep pull. All right. I, I, I respect it. So I'll buy it. <laughs> so. And number one, sweet child of mine, guns and roses. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Now, is that 89 or 80? What is like it? Like 88. 88. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm... I think I was a sophomore in high school when that album came out, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Just yeah. huge. So I mean, it would have been like 88, 89. And we're still in like, when did DVDs Axel come Rose out? Axl Rose just DVDs. turned 61, like yeah, last that. week, Todd. When did C CDs come out? Because isn't that the very... Like 86, the 87. Like oh, the was it that early? Because yeah. I still remember listening to Guns N' Roses on a sure, tape cassettes. in the car. Yeah. yeah, because they weren't affordable. Yeah. You know? I remember when Dave first bought a CD player. I remember. And he bought a... It was 86, 87. He bought a CD player and, and a Phil Collins album or CD came with it. 
and it was and it had on there the the duet that uh, Phil did with the guy that used to be the lead singer for Earth Wind and Fire, Easy Lover. Do you remember that song? Him, oh, the, the, oh the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil Collins and Philip. Yeah, who used to be the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire, I thought, right? I think that's who that guy was. And that was their duet. And that came with the CD player that he bought. Okay, Mm. I remember that. (laughs) And I remember the first two CDs I ever bought um, were um, Journey's Greatest Hits and Big Daddy Kane. It's a Big Daddy thing. Those are the first (laughs) two CDs I ever bought. Wow. Hey, man, pimping ain't easy, but it is necessary. All right. Steve Ballard is next. Top five funniest movies ever. You got to stick the landing on this one, all right? Yes, you do. Blazing Saddles. And this is in no order, I don't think. Okay. Blazing Saddles. I, I mean, I'm, bye. bye. Yeah. Animal hey, House. Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Animal House. I've bye. never seen Yeah, that's a classic. Bye. Yeah. Caddyshack. Bye. bye. Just seems really coked out. Um, longest Yard. What? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It wouldn't be on my list, but again, you know, I'm not like. the funniest movies ever? I, I, the original is very funny. I mean, I haven't seen it in like 25 years. Okay, but. I'll sell. Uh, Monty the Python and the that's, Quest for the Holy Grail. I'm okay with the list. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I I think Idiocracy has to be on the list. I think it is possible that is the greatest comedy of all time. Both it's in not terms a comedy, of, it's a documentary. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I mean. In terms of both its humor and social commentary, I mean... It's brilliant on multiple levels. I, I hadn't seen Office Space in a long time. It was on a couple weeks ago, and I found myself watching it. Man, I love that movie, too. Yeah. Coming to movie. America is one. That's another one. Yeah. Next up. That's we... beautiful. What is that? Velvet? <laughs> yes. Okay. We go to Jacques Smith, who says, uh, N-E-O-M is the commercial Babylon mentioned in Revelation 17. I don't know if you're familiar with I this. Don't even know what Saudi is. Arabia is planning on pil- building, think Dubai. You know how Dubai was a planned city that was completely built with oil money? They're doing that on steroids in uh, northwest northwest Saudi Arabia. Hmm. I'll sell, because I had no idea what it even was until just now. Sell for the same reason. C. Smith says, Eagles win by two touchdowns. Sell. Oh. I'll sell. I... I I could see a scenario where either team wins. I think there's a lot of variance in this game. I think either team could win by two touchdowns. Um, you know, you 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 have probably the the top two vote getters for the MVP, just a matter of what order they finish in. And uh, the, the Chiefs' defense is is improved over the last couple of years. The Eagles have the best pass rush in the NFL. You know, and so you hope that those teams meet. For those of us that don't have a rooting interest in either one. Although the futures ticket I have on the Eagles is considerably more lucrative than the one I have on the Chiefs. <laughs> I might have a rooting interest there. Uh, but uh, you hope that you get both of those teams at their best. But the history of this game has shown at this level, most of the time that doesn't happen. Uh, there's a mistake or something early on and kind of momentum gets going against one side. And before you know it, right, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're more interested in the commercials than the game. So. Next, we go to James Haining. AI technology is not capable of long-term survival. Not sure what he means by that, so I'm going to leave that up to you for interpretation. I mean, I'm going to sell on that. Now, I also, though, I'm not as, I shouldn't say paranoid, because that, that has a connotation like it's an unnecessary worry. I'm not as 
and I've got lots of buddies of mine and people I know in our business texting me and emailing me. Are you, why aren't you talking about this chat? What is it? Chat, uh, yeah, GP or whatever it's called. Okay. Here's, here's why, because I agree. It's, it's, it is the threatening menace. All of you that are contacting me about it claim that it is, but I think it's a symptom, not a problem. Meaning that the kind of society that would hand itself over mm -hmm. to such things is the problem. The calls are coming from inside the house, right? You can't get a society that's already accepted. There's no such thing as men and women. We can poison our people and lie about it. And then they're suddenly going to say, on the other hand, though, this AI thing just seems really whacked out. No, 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 no. exactly okay? right. You're working your way down the highway to hell here, okay? I mean, this is like the rest stop, okay? You know, this is the high, this is, this is where the spirit of the age just stops to take a leak, dude, or drop a deuce, okay? It's, it's, you know, it might even be the final destination for all I know, but it's, it's, we're on the same path. We have to get off the path, off the path, Okay. That's why I don't spend a lot of time on stuff like this or deep fakes and other stuff like that, because those things are all symptoms of what the real disease is, this society. If we don't change the path of what you just, the opposite of what you just said is true. Poet, it, it's, it's inevitable in some fashion because it's a, it's a version of autopilot. Correct. It's, it's comfortable for people. Yeah, a society that says, I can I don't even want to fornicate with a woman anymore. Okay, I, I don't have the energy to roll over on top of her. I'm just going to go and use my right hand in five minutes on Pornhub is the kind of society that says, I don't even want to live anymore. Yeah. I don't want to make decisions anymore. Yeah. I don't even want to be tempted to rebel against God anymore. I just want to dr ex dronefully exist. And that's how you get stuff like it's this. It's the matrix. Yeah. yeah. All right. Daniel Horowitz will join us here when we come back. Stay tuned. All right, fellas, six days to game day. Don't blow it. When she says, oh, it's not that important. It's cosmically important. When she says, I don't want anything. Yes, she does. When she says, don't make a big deal out of it. It means make a big deal out of it. All right. So six days to game day right now. Go to books.com. Use the promo code Steve. Get 25% off your Valentine's Day order right now. Gorgeous farm fresh, not factory fresh flowers. So they stay fresher longer. 25% off. Books for bouquets. B-O-U-Q-S. B as in boy. Remember when we knew what those were? B-O-U-Q-S.com. Promo code Steve to get 25% off their huge selection of arrangements and designs that are bound to wow her on Valentine's Day and make it more likely that she will wow you on Valentine's night. All right? So books.com, B-O-U-Q-S. What? We're all adults here. Books.com, promo code Steve to get 25% off. Books, B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code Steve. Don't mess it up. All right? Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? You know, it looks like we've been getting our own books.com from our Republican partners over the years or something that rhymes with it. More of a boot 
Moreofaboot.com. Yep. More of a boot. All right. Um, I mentioned this. I teased this. I'm going to mention it again as a tease. Next week, you're going to have an opportunity when we launch Rise of the Fourth Reich, confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial, so this never happens again. When we launch it next week, you're going to have a chance to win a trip to be my special guest at the upcoming premiere for Nefarious the Movie. All right, so uh, keep close tabs and details on that. Daniel and I will both let you in on that next week when the book releases on Valentine's Day, in fact. And and one of the things that uh, people did voluntarily last time around uh, is they started buying for Fauci and Bargain. They started buying copies and sending it to legislators and stuff. So we had actually ended up doing a, a, a adopt Anthony Fauci. I, I know, I because I got. I mean, I had people send me the Amazon receipts. We sent hundreds of copies of, Anth- of, of Fauci and Bargain, Daniel, to Anthony Fauci's office over there, over at NIH. Okay, now that was more of a troll. In this case, seriously, this is the witness list. What's in this book? This is the witness list. These are the charges. This is the evidence. We make it as patently clear as we possibly can what needs to happen so this never happens again and what what happened to us to justify what we're calling for in this book. So if you want to get an extra copy for a, a governor, a state legislator, a member of Congress, help even on a local level, uh, you know, a mayor, a city council, um, we would certainly welcome that as well. And Steve, we do have action items at the end of the book, even at, down to a county level. So that really does matter. This is a call to action. It's a very different type of book. It's not just a compilation of all of our writings and data and this and that. We have a little bit here and there. Um, the biggest comment I've gotten back on people that have been able to preview this is the ease of read. And that's what we wanted to to capture the last three years what it means, what actually happened, where it came from, where it's headed, and how it epitomizes the worst issues we're up against, much more than a culture war. It's a humanity war. Um, And the biggest thing that I've learned the last couple of months, that even as the other side has no leg to stand on anymore, and we saw last night from Biden, they, they want out of this, but not really, out of it, in the forefront, they're working on the next iterations of this in the background. They want Republicans to drop it. And Republicans and even conservatives are largely dropping it. Oh, we're more or less free now. It's over. We're done. They just don't get it. They don't understand the issue. I'm saying you go to the top five conservatives in a given you know, legislature state, Most of them don't get this issue. It's not guns, taxes, and abortion. They don't seem to understand it, and yet it's the most important issue of our time. And Steve, to tie into the news of the day, you know, look, I'll be the first to tell you, grading on a curve, uh, Huckabee Sanders' GOP response was 100 times better than any GOP response in our lifetime. It's the first one that attempted to channel our feelings, our angst, and speak our language. But nonetheless, it was the 800-pound gorilla missing from her speech, just like Biden didn't want to talk about it. She did not follow up really on it other than one oblique mention that she got rid of mandates. So for the reason why Republicans see, I don't think we need to write a book now on the tranny stuff. I think the Mm -hmm. message has gone out. Mm -hmm. Um, The message has gone out on school choice. The message has not gotten out on this. Mm. And, you know, Huckabee Sanders said, um, 
this is a culture war that we didn't start, but we're going to confront it. And that was great. But you know what? The last three decades were really the culture war. This is the Fourth Reich. This is a humanity war. Um, it's you will have nothing, no food, fuel, medicine will inject you with stuff, control your cells, and you'll eat the bugs and be happy by 2030. And we don't need to rely on, hey, this is a rumor. They did it. They're still doing it, and they will do it. And bizarrely, it just doesn't get the juices flowing, even in the more conservative Republicans. Case in point, I want to point out some data from Germany in a second and get your take on it, as well as some data from CDC's vSafe program. And I want you to explain to our audience what that is. We'll do that here in just a moment. First, after a couple of hours of listening to us rant and rave, you may decide, like Todd, maybe I'm the one that has driven Todd to drink. Okay, particularly this much red wine from Bonner Private Wine. That is the cost of sitting here next to me for two hours every single day. Todd's like, even I, in between shots of vinegar, I need to wind down. All right, some of the best red wines in the world grown at 9,000 feet. Malbec grapes from vineyards and families that have been doing this for going on a second century deep in the Andes Mountains. And they've had this long-standing offer here on the show where you get half off the wines. They come in, uh, the bottles uh, come in packs of three. Uh, Half off the wines as well as half off the shipping. Now they've added a fourth bonus bottle as well uh, from their exclusive wine cellar. So now you get 50% off of four bottles instead of three and free shipping, I'm sorry, half off the shipping as well, which is a big thing when you're talking about foreign imported wines. Half off the shipping, half off the wine. When you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Excess mortality numbers from Germany. Have you seen these yet, Daniel? Yes. Yeah, this is incredible. Excess mortality in Germany is now the highest it has ever been since the beginning of the pandemic. It's higher than it was in the early winter of 21 before the jabs went to full deployment and the Delta variant was wreaking havoc during that cold and flu season. Uh, It's a 40% increase in Germany, of excess deaths, it's not... Whenever we bring this up, they try to claim it's it's COVID. That's because they don't think we'll go and then look at the COVID numbers. We won't take a second step to verify it. COVID deaths in Germany are fairly negligible like they are around the rest of the world yeah. right now. So it's not COVID. Um, the, the German health minister says it's absolutely not the jab. So, I mean, what is it? I mean, is Merkel just lining people up? I mean, they, they do have a history of this in Germany, just lining people up and shooting them. So are, they, are they doing it there again? I mean, what, what led to a 40% increase in excess mortality? If it's not COVID, then what exactly is it? So one of the things, Steve, we do in the rise of the Fourth Reich, and, and you and I have been doing throughout the last almost three years, we don't just point to one thing. It's a continuity of observations and evidence that all jive, almost like, you know, when you want an accurate pistol, you want to start seeing grouping, grouping of of shots around, you know, a a two inch diameter. Same thing here, that we're seeing a a trend here. The last eight weeks in Ireland, same thing, 40% excess death increase over the 2019 pre-pandemic baseline, and that's more than the 19 to 20% the last few years with the pandemic, 2021, 2022, um, during that same uh, period in December and January that we just uh, experienced. You're seeing the same thing in Scotland and England and Australia with the cardiac arrest numbers, and just Google, you know, 
a, a sharp rise in heart attacks among 24 to 45 year olds in the United States. So you put that all together and that paints a specific picture. So as you mentioned, it can't be COVID because there's no evidence that these Omicron variants are thrombotic and, and cause a circulatory disorder. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Um, it's the more cytokine like storm and all the stuff we saw with the original two variants. Yeah. That comes from the furin cleavage sticking to the endothelium, you know, the blood cells. It's not doing that. Um, so it can't be that, even if it was that at some point to a certain extent. It's it's driven largely with by, by the cardiac stuff. There are strokes thro- th- thrown in there. What would be causing them among younger people that it wasn't happening before? And the trend we're seeing that's so disturbing is that the deaths are accelerating now more than in the first year of the vaccination. That's what's really scary because Right now, there really are very few new individuals getting the shots. I mean, it's it's basically crawled to a trickle, which, again, is why Biden, the last two uh, states of the union were very much about how the vaccine saved lives. He didn't say that because he doesn't want to invite that scrutiny. Mm-hmm. He just said we're working on future vaccines, which is exactly what they are doing. And that's the main thing. Um, they don't want to invite this inquiry, but this, what this inquiry shows is one of two things are a mixture of both. And that is either this is when the subclinical myocarditis ticking time bombs is coming home to roost. That, you know, you had the initial people that it overwhelms their body. They die within a few hours, days or weeks. But then you have the people that have gradual scarring on their heart tissue until eventually it creates that um, irregular heartbeat that could trigger a heart attack or some version of that. But then also there's the question of, Steve, we don't know. I mean, this is transhumanism. We don't know for how long this thing codes your body to produce the spike. And we know it could be for a long time, but we don't know if there's ever an endpoint. There's no shutoff. There's no modulation. So who's to say? And we've got studies that show the toxicity of the spike protein stays in your system anywhere from 28 to 60 days. After yeah. injection from studies I've seen, maybe you've seen other ones. So no, you're talking so every- others, others that were several months. So every time and, you're reloading, and, that cycle begins all over again. Every time you take begins. another booster. Yeah. So who's to say? So the evidence from a lot of these people dying, the evidence is most of them didn't just get a shot. The question is, you know, and, and, and the point is not to scare people, but the point is to shut this down and, and, and get to the reality based on what we know. They have to prove to us this is not happening. Who's to say mm-hmm. that you don't get the shot? Potentially you're fine. But then at some point it reloads the gun, codes your body, produces it in your lungs, produces it in your heart, seems to have an affinity for the heart. Um, I know Peter McCullough has told me he has seen blood clots 18 months later. And he explained wow. the mechanism behind that. It, a gradual buildup of the microclotting. Um, so some of it could be coagulation, basically. It, yeah, it shoots the gun later, or some of it could be um, a cumulative buildup yeah. effect of the LNPs trying to get through a barrier, various blood barriers in the body, and then it you know reaches critical mass. I mean, this is all backed by the science. The question is how much, to what extent, what you know the details of it. Again, this is the Fourth Reich. It's 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 bizarre that this is not the top issue for humanity, that this is the not, not the top pro-life issue. But yet I will tell you, as you well know, I'm shopping around our book ideas uh, to every state legislator who will listen to me. Some were getting legislation introduced. 
this issue is just maybe their brains can't understand it. They know there's something wrong. You're going to have to be more Nancy Maces, basically. It's just not that, cool. It's gonna, there's going to have to be more Nancy Maces. If you saw what she said today in the U.S. House, for example, happened to her. All right, I've got 90 seconds. Tell our audience what V-Safe is, because they've heard of theirs. Tell them what, what V-Safe is and what that has to say, therefore, about how to interpret VAERS. So for, for two years, until a few months ago, the CDC was saying, I ain't didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing. We don't see nothing. Uh, VAERS is garbage. Anyone could just put anything they want in it, basically. We're not paying attention. Now, first of all, it turns out we now have a FOIA that they say it was so important that VAERS couldn't be shut down with their contract with General Dynamics, $10 million contract, expected uh, 1,000 VAERS entries a day. But... Anyway, it turns out they were monitoring the entire time. V-Safe, they gave out a card at the vaccination drives. Do you want to self-volunteer to report back uh, vol- voluntarily to our app, our reporting app, injuries? Well, they had a sample size, size of 10.8 million used it. That, that's a big sample size, 10.8 mm-hmm. million um, uh, registered. 7.7% registered a clinical level injury. A clinical. They so basically the Rasmussen poll results. Which was the 7%. results on target. And Steve, they knew this in January 2021, kept it for two years, and now it still doesn't matter. And also, we found out out of those who self reported to VSAFE, I got so 30 seconds. Tu- Go ahead. Yep. They're more in touch with, with CDC, with reporting, more inclined to report. Only 126th of them also filed a VAERS report. That's how we could estimate an underreporting factor of 26. Take all the VAERS numbers, multiply it by 26, see what you get. About a half a million deaths. That's yep. what you get. About a half a million deaths. In the deaths. United States. In just the U.S. alone. Good stuff, my friend. All right, big week next week. Thank you very much. Big week. All right. See you then. Take care. Daniel brought to you by My Patriot Supply. If you're a little freaked out after listening to that, can't blame you. So make sure you are prepared for the next time. Oh, that could never happen here. Sadly does. Happens here because you're living through late Republic nonsense, managed decay. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Get their three-month emergency food kit. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The full complement of the 2,000 plus calories that uh, you need per day. And now it's $200 not off your order, but per kit. $200 off per kit. So for everyone you want to buy a kit for, take $200 off and free shipping. $200 off and free shipping at MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, we're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. We'll have bonus buy, sell, or hold, the ones that we didn't have time to get to. But I want to make sure you understood what Daniel said there. CDC has been doing its own data on this all this time. They just weren't sharing it with you. Called VSAFE, their own independent survey. What did he say? 10.8 million people took part in this survey? That's a fairly representative sample, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? And what, what, what essentially those results show is that the VAERS reporting data is underreported by a factor of 26. So whatever is in VAERS right now, the amount of deaths, the amount of uh, Bell's palsy, uh, the, the amount of myocarditis... Um, the amount of irregular menstrual cycles, miscarriages. And VAERS was already reporting injuries 
above and beyond normal vaccine yeah, reports yes. by a factor of what? Yeah, I mean, it's in, it's in count yeah. more than all other vaccines yeah, combined. Exactly. Now, I, I do think some of that can be dismissed by the fact we've given more of this than any other vac- vaccine, but the, yeah. the, the point does still remain. Yes. But whatever the numbers are in VAERS right now, multiplying by 26, according to the CDC's own data, and you end up with almost the exact percentage of serious adverse events as the Rasmussen poll reported last month. That's why trials and executions, folks. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.